everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's album swap number, episode number 17, I believe. Um, this episode, we've got an album recommended by my dad over here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today, Daniel? I'm good. I will be recommending an album. Oh, I forgot yeah, about that, episode, actually. Say. Daniel's going to be recommending an album at the end of this episode that we're going to be talking about uh, next week. Always an exciting um, addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Always exciting over here on Album Swap. <laughs> yeah. um, you guys get to take a peek into my world having listened to two albums. Ah. Yeah. Um, so the first album we'll be talking about is an album called Intruder. Um, the only album so far by the band The Beta Machine, which came out last year. Um, why don't you introduce us to this album and why you picked it? Yeah, so like I'd kind of been on the hunt for some new music to get into because, you know, you hit that kind of a wall after a while, especially someone my age where I'm just like, you know, I've listened to stuff from the 90s and the 80s and 70s and even the 2000s so much that I just needed some kind of fresh, you know, breath of fresh air, let's say, into my music collection, you know, my... my uh, you know, my Spotify playlist, let's say. And, um, you know, I just started looking, you know, Spotify has some cool things where it can like search out music they think they might like for you based on your other, um, you know, other stuff you would listen to. And I listened to some, some suggestions. Some of it was okay. You know, I found a couple things that I liked, but then I came across the beta machine and started listening to them. Um, found them very interesting um they didn't have a ton of music out there um they basically had like a couple i think they had one or two eps out they had a couple singles out um and they had an album their first album didn't come out till last year um so i kind of gave it all a listen um the eps were interesting um didn't seem really as fully formed concepts but definitely Intruder did. And as and when I listened to Intruder, you know, from beginning to end, I, I liked it. Um, I like their music. It's um, kind of thought-provoking. It's, uh, I think it's well-produced, I think. And I like the combination of the male and female lead on it. Um, and it works for me. I think I just, I like the way it sounds. You really, period. Um, I find it interesting. Um, and I can't really pigeonhole it into too much of a, it sounds like this and that to me. Like I said, or, uh, I think last week, maybe when, when you said, what does it remind you of? You know, it's kind of got almost a Smashing Pumpkins, maybe mixed with a little bit of Marilyn Manson to it, but it also, it, that's not the only way I can define it. It doesn't, that doesn't really give it enough justice to me. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I, I can't only say that's what it sounds like. I don't know what else to throw in that mix to make it really represent what it what it sounds like. So I don't think so that's what I kind of find interesting about it. Like I don't I don't really know what else to say it sounds like, which is kind of a cool thing when you find that. So you know, I just I like it. I like uh, and it's something new. It's something I think that I think that they're since they're fairly new, you know, they could go in a really cool direction and keep 
my and hold my interest for a while, you know. And I'm just I'm I, honestly at a person that's my age, I'm happy I found a newer band that holds my interest. Really, you know, that doesn't happen to me a lot. So it's just kind of fun and interesting for me to find a band like that. Mm-hmm. So that's my my whole deal with this. Right. So let's start with let's start with Dominic. What do you think of this? Um, I didn't find it to be as interesting as you did. I think it's, I think it's pretty. Um, personally, I think it's pretty um, generic. Like, it sounds like something from like the two thousands, like some like maybe post punk revival thing. Like, like I don't know, like Interpol a little bit, and like Franz Ferdinand or something. Um, where I yeah I don't know it kind of mixes like synths and guitar a lot and I don't know it, it's hard to explain but it does sound like like alternative rock from the 2000s and that's very possible that that happened because let me just throw something in here I skipped a lot of music in my time too mm. see like you're saying like you're naming these bands that you think it might sound like that's very possible and as it's very possible that I wouldn't catch on to that because, let's say, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I wasn't listening to that stuff. Like, I know Interpol and I know Franz Ferdinand. I don't know them very well. I've heard of them and I know a couple songs from those bands. But I wouldn't know to associate them with something like the Beta Machine because I don't know them well enough. So that's interesting that you bring that up to me because... I like yeah. I wouldn't associate those things because I don't know those bands and that style of music well enough. It's not exactly like that, but mm-hmm. it does sound like right. something like that. And that's not your jam. You don't like those bands very much. No, I like. I mean, I I'm not the biggest fan of that whole weird post punk revival thing that was going on. Um, I I don't. I I really disliked a lot of bands in it. There are certain ones like The Strokes. The White Stripes are technically part of that too, mm-hmm. in a way. I enjoy them and like, um, like the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and stuff. And Interpol is is good. I haven't listened to that much Franz Ferdinand, um, to really say. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not. It's I. There's a lot of it that I don't really like, and it sounds. This sounds like something generic, more generic from that era, of music. Um, not so much. It sounds modern in sort of a different way, but it's not It's not something that I enjoy very much. I enjoyed a, a few songs. I really enjoyed the first song, Embers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, it was it was epic, as, as stupid as that word sounds sometimes. That's, I don't really know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed Palindrome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like on that song, the vocals between the two lead singers mix much better than on other songs. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like the, the dude. Um, I don't like his vocal style mm-hmm. for some reason. It, it just uh, is obnoxious to me for some reason. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't even explain why. It's like too cleaned up like it feels like his vocals are like too cleaned up and trying to sound too smooth and that's the the thing i have with a lot of the music um on this album is that it sounds too clean like uh, and and that might be why like i i focus more on the synthesizers because those sound less out of place like it feels like the guitars are like washed out of the album Mm. like i feel like that the synthesizers and the vocal 
are able to have a lot more punch right for some reason than the guitars which I feel like are like weirdly washed out or like mixed low mixed poorly into the album and I think that's the thing I think that's the thing about this band that I I look forward to I don't think this album is great by any stretch mm-hmm. I think it's got potential I think the band has potential although it's really only kind of two people but I think they have potential I think like if they get better produced and I think if they get better influence on their songs I think they could be very very good yeah but I think this being kind of their freshman album since it's really their first full-length album I think they have the chance to get better I think I see a spark here is what I like Mm -hmm. you know this has happened with other bands before that don't follow through so I'm skeptical (laughs) you know I've heard a band's first album and been like "Ooh, this isn't bad they could totally go a really cool direction with this and then they don't they either keep sounding exactly the same or they go in a direction that's terrible Every once in a while, you'll get a band that does go in a really cool direction after that. Which is the rarity, unfortunately. But we'll see. You know, we're not going to know until their sophomore effort comes out. But yeah, It's a four-piece band. It um, is? Okay. Yeah. So, see, when I was looking looking at them, and they, they, were, I, they showed three people and for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know how, like, important each of these people are, but it says... Mm. Uh, vocalist and keyboards Matt McJunkins, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> vocalist Claire AC, mm-hmm. drummer Jeff Friedel, and um, oh no 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 it's three people, yeah 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 okay no yeah it's it's Matt McJunkins who is the male, mm-hmm. um, Claire AC who is the female and oh no and then keyboard slash guitarist uh, keyboardist slash guitarist Nicholas Perez. Okay. Um, maybe what I was looking at was a little dated. Maybe they added that keyboard guy, or maybe, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? It says from June 2019. Okay. So I don't know huh. when this album came out. Yeah, it came out around then. It came out in March 2019. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, um, something I was looking at could have been dated before that. Maybe when they made the EPs, they didn't have the complete band together. I don't know. But yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you gave a couple of your favorites. Were you, did you have a least favorite? Did you have one that you really were like, God, this is terrible? None of them were really terrible. I recall not liking Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, that song. Right. For some, like the guy is just really annoying sometimes. Matt McJunkins. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I know it's I, really. I'd kill. Yeah, it's a, it's I know a it's funny. It's a funny last name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's juvenile. I know. The whole alliteration of it too, Matt McJunkins. <laughs> it's like, um, it's yeah, it's like a. I feel like that would be a joke name that I would make up for, like, a character in a game I was playing. Yeah, it almost sounds like someone on The Simpsons, or I don't know. Like, oh, no, it sounds like a pre, it sounds like a pre-made name that the game already has prepared. Right, know, right. For naming a character. But anyway, alright, so, uh, overall grade? Like a C or a C minus, maybe. Okay. It really didn't like hit me at all. Um, unfortunately. Okay. All right. So Daniel, what'd you think? 
I kind of agree with him. It was a bit generic, but mm-hmm. generic isn't always bad. I think, you know, they have something here. They just need to expand upon it. Um, I do feel as though they are going in the direction of those early to mid-2000s pop-punk bands. But it may be as if they're sort of improving on them a little bit. Um, so, if I were to pick a couple... If I were to pick a least favorite, I didn't really hate any song on this album. Or mm-hmm. really... You know, there were a couple songs that I really liked, but I don't think there was anything I really loved that much. But I didn't think I really hated anything on this album. I'd probably say my least favorite was Ghost. Mm-hmm. Just because it was kind of boring. Okay. Um, I would say my favorite song on the album is Bleed For You, the last song. Um, okay. And also... Um, I like that song a lot too, actually. Precious Design. Okay. I like that song. Um, the first song, Embers, is also really good. Um, yeah, I like that song too. I don't really like Bones either. Okay. Um, All right. Overall grade? Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd stick around the same range. I'd say flat C. Flat C? Okay. Yeah. It, um, apparently, the the drummer used to be of a perfect circle, which is, uh, what's his, uh, Maynard Keenan's yeah. other band besides yeah. Tool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something I, I just read. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Um. So yeah, and then next, um, we are going to dive into Dominic's pick for this week, which was the Pixies' nineteen eighty nine album Doolittle. So Dominic, give us a bit of your history with this album. Um. So. I used to be like, I mean, I still kind of am, but I used to be a lot more into, um, like. Modest, in modest mounts mostly but i would also try and find other like alternative and indie rock albums from the 90s and uh certain um influences of him and uh influences of of modest mouse and a lot of those are like talking heads daniel johnston which i recommended already and pixies was also a big one mm-hmm. um especially you know Frank Black's sort of vocal inflections uh, and, and the way he sings, I guess. Even though he barely even sings like most of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I discovered this album and the album before it, Surfer Rosa, which I was contemplating recommending instead of this. I kind of, I guess I like this album a bit more, but I kind of think that they're more equal than a lot of people give them credit for a lot of people think this album is way better um that album is like the album with like where is my mind on it and gigantic which i don't think you know but that was sort of a that was sort of a popular song at the time um but yeah this album this album was much more successful for them at the time it's considered a a bit more influential um and i wanted to see what you guys thought of it so yeah um, I guess I'll start with Dano. What do you think about Pixies Doolittle? I didn't really love it. I can see where the Modest Mouse influence is coming from. The guy and Isaac Brock's voice are very similar. Um, yeah. What'd you say his name was? Frank Black. Frank Black. Him and Isaac Brock's voice are very similar. Um, yeah. 
It's not like all the time, but certain things that Isaac Brock does, in my opinion, um, remind me a lot of Frank Black. Yeah, they definitely, um, they're definitely very influential. It seems on Monmouth Mouse. Um, yeah, and a lot of other things too. In ver, in a lot of places, I I felt like this album was annoying. Like mm-hmm. the guy was trying too hard with his voice. Yeah, I understand that. He was trying to like go places he couldn't or shouldn't really go mm-hmm. um so if i were to say my least favorites on the album hey is probably my least favorite song why is that just because of that annoying first bit where he's just like hey really yeah yeah i don't it know almost i mean seems... that song is like weirdly vulgar which i thought was gonna be your problem with it no but, it's um... mainly that first <laughs> part but I really love that song. <laughs> but uh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean I understand that I understand that with certain songs um like Tame is really weird and Tame. I don't know. I could probably think of other songs. I don't even have I need to pull up the track list. Tame? I don't remember having Tame. Tame. Oh, Tame. Yeah. I don't really have remember having that much of a problem with Tame. Like Crackety yeah. Jones Crackety I also Jones. Don't like. Yeah, Crackety Jones I could see having a problem with. Number 13 B- Baby, I used to hate. Um, so, I liked the final song of the album, Gouge Away. Uh-huh. I liked um, There Goes My Gun. I liked um, the first song, Debaser. Yeah. And my favorite song, weirdly enough, which when I looked at it, I was like, I'm going to hate that song. But it was La 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 Love, La, La, Love, La, La, Love A You. A lot of people hate that song. That was another one. And I was gonna, and I was like looking at it. I was gonna be like, I ha- I'm gonna hate that song. Yeah. But then I listened to it. and I was like, it was actually fun. You know, it was actually really good. Yeah, I'm surprised this album is as acclaimed as it is, because it is really weird mm-hmm. at a lot of the points, and it's really like dirty, like not just lyrically, but like the music sounds like like kind of lo-fi and grimy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a gross album to me like it's a very like the cover is gross the 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 way it sounds is gross he's gross frank black is gross um yeah the um yeah i i did find a song on this album i knew there was here comes your man mm-hmm. yeah. which is a fairly popular i guess that was song. one of the most popular songs on this album I'm i know that and the baser were on the radio a lot i don't yeah. know i guess which was probably the most popular because yeah, Z- here comes your man. Wound up being on like a lot of soundtracks for movies, and yeah. so I think that was probably more popular overall. Yeah, but that and Larry's my mind are like really like yeah. Well, that's not on this album. No, yeah, but yeah, it, from Pixies in general. Pixies in general, yeah, uh, yeah. Larry's my mind is pretty big. Like I don't their last album, um, kind of because you hear her on this album a lot like doing more backing vocals and i think she is the only one doing vocals on silver but um i like kim i like kim deal kim deal's vocals a lot too mm-hmm. and i think on the first album they blend them better um she's the one that broke off and started she had her own band for a while right i think so what was um, her name uh, uh the breeders the breeders that's it yeah, and they had that hit really Cannonball. Yeah, I never really yeah. listened to them, but I, I've always been into them since I like, I like 
Kim I like Kim Deal's uh, contributions to the Pixies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think he I think Frank Black takes over a lot more of this album mm-hmm. than the last one, um, which is kind of you know um, depending on what you think, it's either better or worse. Right. Um, he's definitely a bit more m- memorable than her, maybe. But I think she has her own vocal style that's pretty uh, memorable too. Right. Um, and she definitely, when she, the breeder stuff, from what I remember, she kind of smooths herself out a little bit for that stuff. Like, it seemed like she maybe wanted to be a little more commercially successful with that. Yeah. So she kind of smooths herself out with that. It's still, like, whatever, alternative-y, you know, yeah. but it's not as it's, frantic. Yeah, it's not as crazy <laughs> as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, Daniel, you didn't really get to finish. So, uh... Um, just a grade, I guess, right? Was your next overall grade? I'd probably give it a C minus. Um, okay. Yeah, it was it was fine, but it was just kind of he got kind of annoying in parts. Yeah, I always kind of like understood being annoyed by him. He also went on and created solo music that I'd rather listen to and have me- been meaning to. Yeah. But I'm kind of intimidated by it because I think, you know, without somebody like telling him no frank maybe that's not such a good idea (laughs) like without anybody just him by himself like i feel like that might be a little much yeah i mean that's also supposed to be good so i don't know yeah Um, i've heard i've never listened to it but i've heard his his solo stuff is pretty kooky but i don't know i don't know yeah he's a weird guy yeah yeah Um, but so are a ton of yeah, like the Pixies in general are very influential. Like you know, Nirvana. Uh, Kurt Cobain said when he was writing, a, uh, what's it called? Smells like Teen Spirit. He was just trying to write a Nirvana uh, Pixies song. Mm-hmm. Um, and S- Smashing Pumpkins too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of big bands. So. Right. Yeah. So well, I, what do you think of this album, Dad? Well, when I when you gave us when you gave us the Pixies album as your pick, I was I was happy about it. I like the Pixies. I've always liked the Pixies. Um, I don't know how much you knew I like the Pixies, but I do. Um, I've been on and off listening to them, not liking them. I've always liked them, but they kind of have come and gone out of my you know view over the years. Um, back when they were you know, around and more popular and like, like this album and, you know, a couple albums after that, let's say, um, I, I was actually really actively listening to them more back then. Um, this was actually an album I liked. I don't, I, I, I can honestly say, I don't know if I ever listened to the album from beginning to end ever, you know, it would be like on in the background at a friend's house. You know, I had a friend that was really into stuff like this. So, like, if I was over her house, she would, like, you know, she would play stuff like this more. So, I would be, I would hear it more. But, again, I don't know. I don't think I ever sat and listened to a Pixies album from beginning to end. So, that was, that was a cool, you know, thing for me to do finally with it. Um, so, anyway, um, I like this album. Um, it had, at minimum, three or four songs that I knew I already liked. Um, and then the rest of the songs... Again, there, there weren't any songs I really, really disliked. Um, if I was to say I disliked anything, it was probably number 13, Baby. Yeah. Um, and maybe 
Yeah, maybe Crackety Jones. Although, well, that's not terrible either. I don't know. Yeah, that's really short. Yeah. There are a lot of just little, like, tiny songs on that album. Yeah. My favorite song on the album is definitely, and it's one of the more popular songs I know. It's just, I almost hate saying it, but Debaser. I love Debaser. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the first three, the first five songs on this album are really good, I think. The song starts out and continues strong through the first five songs. I love the baser. I like Tame. I like Wave Mutilation. I like I Bleed. And I like I, Here Comes Your Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead is like okay. I don't hate it and I don't love it. Um, I don't remember if I liked Monkey Goes to Heaven. I don't remember that song so well for I, some reason. I love that song. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember to be honest with you. But like overall, it's a good album. Like I, I enjoyed listening to it like from beginning to end. It had its highs and lows, but it was it was definitely enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I wasn't thrilled with the song, it was like at the very least interesting. I like Frank Black's voice. Like I know it's not a classically good voice. Don't get me wrong, but I like the struggle he has with his voice. As you can tell from people that I recommend, like Mike Patton and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know it's not the same as Mike Patton. Like Mike Patton actually has can he has have like a, a good, vocal range. Can, does have a vocal range. Frank Black does not. Frank Black is just like yelling. Yeah, but I like people that I'm gonna say struggle with their voice, and he does, but also like experiment and like just say I don't care and scream like you know. I would say that a lot of it is like being able to to sing and having like a good vocal range mm-hmm. and expressing your emotions through that. But I think you can be expressive without that. You can express a lot of things without ha- being able to sing very well. Right. Um, people, it's not as like sellable because a lot of people find it annoying. Mm-hmm. But to me, um, it's it's it can be just as effective as having a really good singing voice. Not always. Even to me, I would say, you know, I would have a like a bias towards someone with a good singing voice as opposed to someone without one. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Frank Black, I think, is really smart and expressive, and the band is really good, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I definitely, you know, at, at the heart of it, I enjoy this album, and I like it, so, yeah. I mean, that's all that really matters, and I like the Pixies as a band in, in general, so... You know, it was a good experience. You know, I went into it knowing that I liked them. Um, I enjoyed, you know, taking a look back at this album that I really never listened to from front, you know, from front to back. Um, and uh, I would give it probably. I'm struggling between a B and a B plus somewhere in that area. I, eh, I would say I would say B plus. I would say B plus. I think it ranks up there probably in the top. Between five, between a five and a ten of your albums, between okay. five and ten on your albums, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't know what you guys would think of this album. I kind of thought you would enjoy it more. I didn't know if I, I, I didn't know uh, what you thought of the Pixies really. Like I kind of thought you kind of liked them, but weren't that familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know uh, uh, my mom has a lot of Pixie songs like that she plays mm-hmm. sometimes, but um. And she kind of reintroduced me to them, which is cool. Like, like I said, I listened to them a lot when I was younger, and I had friends that were a lot more into them than I was. But then again, you know, that kind of got me into them and kind of got me learning about them back then. So, like, I had a little bit of a history with them 
and then your mother started playing them again. I'm like, it was just kind of one of those, oh yeah, that band moments, you know? And I started listening to them again. So, you know, I've kind of had an on and off history with the Pixies, but I've always liked them. Like, I've always found them interesting. So, uh, kind of like similar to The Cure. And like, that kind of happens to me with that, that's that uh, version of alternative music. Yeah. Like, like The Smiths, The Cure, like all that. I kind of come in and out with those bands. Yeah. You know, like I always listen, I, I know I listened to them back then. I liked The Cure back then. I liked The Smiths back then. I liked The Pixies back then. And then because my music journey took me to a different place, I kind of forgot about them. Yeah. You know? And then I kind of fell back into them again, you know, when I came into a different part of my life. Yeah. So It is, it is so weird that... Because I find those two, like, decades of alternative rock so different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins. Um are like technically alternative rock like it's so the, stupid like the smiths or the cure mm-hmm. or pixies but like they're technically inspired by them and you can technically find things that are similar about them right even though they're they sound so different so yeah it's weird it's even weird that nirvana and smashing pumpkins i'll say are lumped in with even a sound garden and because uh, yeah. they're not even even like i don't know it, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because it, it takes, like, once you see, like, the two ends of, like, the alternative spectrum, it mm-hmm. doesn't make, like, any sense. No sense, right? But, like, you see certain things connecting those two things. Yeah. So that, like, well, if you're calling this alternative rock, shouldn't this also be alternative rock? Right. Um, you know, it, it's all very stupid. Like Genre, I can... Genres in general are kind of stupid. They really are. Um, they really are. And I used to be one of the biggest, like, abusers of that. Like, I used to be, when I was into metal, I'm like, well, I'm into metal, but I'm not into death metal. I'm not into this. I'm not into that. I'm into specifically this type of metal. And it's like, you know, and then and then the metal I claimed to be into, it was like, is that really even metal? It's kind of just rock, you know? Like, yeah. Metallica is kind of just rock. Yeah. You Especially know? later Metallica. Especially later Metallica, you could you take their first two or three or maybe even four albums and call it metal, and maybe even call it thrash metal and be be correct about that. Yeah. But yeah, starting from the at the very least from the Black album, that's just rock. That's just rock music. Sometimes they can be useful as like descriptors of music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's easy to have like a scene that you fit into. Right. Um, that's not so much the case anymore, even though like with certain things it is. Um, but like according to my parents, um, specifically my mom, it was it was a much bigger thing in like the '90s. Like you had your metal kids, and you had your hip hop kids, and you had your alternative kids, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, now I legitimate and, and like your pop kids, I guess. And now I just legitimately, I I do not care. Like I used to kind of care what kind of music I listen to, but now I just try to listen to whatever looks interesting. Um, looks like something that's similar to the artists I already like. Right. And that's good. Keep and that up because it's just, bullshit. Yeah. Like genres are just stupid. Yeah. Um, it, it, I use them a lot like as descriptors of music that I'm listening to. Um, but like in general, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't be like strict boundaries between them because they're all, you know, they're all inspired by the same thing. Um, nothing is like in a bubble. Right. 
um, they're all somehow connected to each other. And not to get sentimental, but honestly, it makes me proud of you as your father that that one week you're 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 recommending Kanye West, and the next minute, you're next week you're recommending uh, the Pixies. Yes. I love that, and I've always kind of been similar to that. Not to the extreme you are. We're not. It's not even that it's an extreme. Not to the flow that you are, which I which I really admire. Yeah. You know, like. Sure, I've recommended Run DMC and I've recommended Fear Factory. Those are two widely different genres. Yeah. You know, and I'm a little bit proud of that fact that I like such a span of music. But yours really flows into each other a little bit more, which makes it even cooler to me. Mm. Like, believe it or not, Kanye West, in some fashion, flows into the Pixies more than you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have like a weird like sometimes I don't want to recommend something because I'm like no that wouldn't be good to listen to after that album that they just listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it doesn't really make any sense like like in if I'm using actual logic it's just like my own in brain like right preferences mm-hmm. um, and that's like the only thing like uh, keep like making me want to recommend certain Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Th- thank you. I guess. Yeah. No. I mean, I you know I didn't want to get sappy, but I mean I really feel that way about you, and I and I also feel that way about about Dan. Like he he doesn't have quite as eclectic of a taste of music, but even he like I see he listens to hip hop, and he listens to like older school music. Like he likes I I've watched him and heard him listen to like you know Prince and Genesis. I've heard him listen to other stuff that's like not in the same realm of hip hop. I've heard him listen to like a bunch of stuff and say he likes it. You know, he doesn't kind of flow as as circular as Dominic does yet, or maybe he won't. It doesn't matter. That's why you have music taste. Yeah. You can stay in a bubble. You can go outside that bubble. You can do whatever you want because it's what makes you happy. It's what yeah. makes your here. It's what makes your brain happy. Yeah. So, it's just whatever so, yeah. sends the serotonin. Right, right, right. So, you know, we'll get off this diatribe now because, yeah. you know, we have a show to do. But And I'm glad that came out because I, th- I think it's really important in everyone's music journey to be like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just like whatever you like. Don't yeah. care what other people think. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly um, summed up. Yeah. So I think that Daniel is over here in the corner chomping at the bit for his uh, recommendation. What does no, chomping kind of... at the bit mean? I don't say that every yeah, time. Yeah, it's a, it's a phrase I like it. I don't exactly know its origins or anything, but um, I'm up. sure I can. Yeah, you can look while, it up while Daniel, while Daniel pontificates on his um, selection here. I was actually kind of enjoying that conversation you guys were having. Oh, good. Well, um, do you, you have your pick, don't you? Yes, I do. I, have my pick. I was pretty sure you, you um, were chomping at the bit. I, to say it. I wasn't actually, but I've <laughs> I've been wanting to recommend this album since July. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I was gonna recommend it in July, but I f- kind of figured this is too similar to the Childish Gambino album, so okay. I wanted to go off a little bit and with Eminem and then the Alex Simmons album. I wanted you to listen to that, and then I figured you were getting the Post Malone, so I wanted you to hear that. So I'm finally gonna recommend this album. It's from this year, I believe this February. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an album by The Weeknd, and it's called After Hours. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've heard this album all the way through before, but I'll, I will see what I think about it next time. Yeah. Yeah, we watched a video from that album, right? Wasn't that the one we were uh, yes. watching on uh, on YouTube or something like that? You, me, and your mother? I, yes, we were. Yeah. But actually, two, there were actually two songs from that album, I thought, right? No, I think it was just the one. Just the one? Okay. Um, Definitely yeah. a different sound from them on this album. Am I correct? Yeah, he, he goes for a different tone on this album, I believe. Yeah. He made, like... <clears throat> very like contemporary R and B music, mm-hmm. and I guess kind of hip hop music a little bit um, before this, and it, it was a lot more spacey, and um, yeah, like uh, I don't know how to describe it, like like big, like this is like a synth pop album a lot more. Okay. It's a bit, it's still like kind of R and B ish, yeah, but it's like weird and eighties and synthy. Okay. Um, so yeah. Cool. Cool. And um, it's called ch- it, it's called chomping at the bit because a bit is part of the. It's from horse racing. A bit is part of the apparatus that goes into the horse's mouth and connects to the bridle and rein, so the horse can be controlled and directed by the jockey. So like. Oh, when you're chomping at the bit, you're like at the starting gate, ready to go. Yeah, to be. That makes sense. Okay. Welcome to Jimbo's and Sons analogy analysis. All right, I have my album. If you want me to go, Um, sure. Okay, this is what I was struggling. I whether to go new or old last week. I went new, so I'm going super. Well, I mean, super old is relative, but I'm going pretty old. I've been wanting to recommend this band for a long time. But I've been kind of taking it back because there's like a stigma with this band because, I don't know, there is. There just is. Uh, a lot of people have lots of feelings about this band. But I've decided I don't care. They're a part of my history. They're a part of music history. The singer is legendary. And I want you guys to listen to them and tell me what you think. I don't know what you think about this band, so I want to hear it. And I'm going to tell you an album that was critically acclaimed by this band, but not exactly hugely popular from this band. It has a couple of hit songs from them, um, but again, not hugely popular. Um, So I am recommending this week The Doors, Morrison Hotel. Okay. It has on it, and I'm, I won't even say what song, so it doesn't influence you. But it has what I think is the best Doors song ever, oh, and it wasn't a popular one, really, that I know of. It, it's not something that's played on the radio or was considered a hit from them. I don't think. But anyway, it has a couple of radio hits on it, but not many. But yes, that is my recommendation this week: The Doors, Morrison Hotel. Okay, um, so I have a recommendation that's a bit like um, Daniel Johnston and Death Grips in the way that we will hate you it. guys <laughs> might absolutely <laughs> despise this album. Um, Dan, I think I showed Daniel them, and oh, I, I, I don't know... I don't know what he thinks, honestly, and I I think you've heard me talking about them 
I'm recommending the album 1000 Gex by 100 Gex. <laughs> so. I don't know any of the so, words you just yeah. said. So. It's, it's okay. like, so the band name is 100Gex, G-E-C-S, um, and the album is 1000 Gex, so the name, but one zero at the end of 100. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, listen to it. It's very short. Um, actually, so is the Doors. Most Doors albums are very short, actually. Yeah. The Doors um, album is about 35, 38 minutes. Yeah, this album is under. This album is like twenty something minutes. Oh really? So, yeah. Could we do this on a week where Daniel has an album? Yeah, no, I don't that's know how why. I, that's yeah. why I did it because I didn't really realize I did that. But yeah, <laughs> it's um. I don't know how long your album is, but I Daniel knows. I don't know. Daniel has heard a hundred gex. He knows. Yeah, I, I don't heard. even think you understand fully what's. About I probably him. don't. But um, I've yeah. heard. It's. I mean, I don't know. You might love it. You might hate it. You might not have much of any opinions on it at all but um based on it's, the w- it's new it's relevant it's a whole genre that's like coming up called hyper pop i'll talk about it more next time but um yeah it's it's all something i'm entrenched in now um and i wanted to introduce you guys to it in case this becomes like a classic genre this may be something I do need to hear, whether I wind up liking it or not, to yeah. get into the mind of Dominic, my son, yeah. to see what's going on in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> 100 Gex, gex. maybe some What insight. does that mean? 100 Geckos. What? I, there was some explanation for it that didn't make any sense. Why is there 100 Geckos? Because, uh, the... It's too many geckos. It's it's all just like when you ask the singer or or the producer about their lyrics, they're always just like, I thought of this uh, at the moment, and um, I just thought it would sound cool, so I decided to put it in. Like, like that's literally, and I love it. Um, uh, hold on, you mean what you mean there. And it's like, yeah, it's all just stuff like that. The sing- Laura Less, the singer, ordered a gecko online and received 100 geckos. But he so, received 100 geckos, not 100 gecks. Why is it geckos? Because geckos is too long. For what? For, 100 geckos would sound nerdy, out, dad. out on your, on your Spotify name. Okay. Yeah, 100 it's, geckos would sound nerdy, two, dad. That's two extra letters. You don't have to search 100 geckos. You have to search 100 gex. Instead of that extra KO at the end. I don't don't think you can do that. Listen to 1000 gex by 100 gex and (laughs) Morrison Hotel by The Doors and After Hours by The Weeknd. Yeah. And we will see you all next week. Yes. Wear your mask. Wear your mask when you go out in public. Don't. See you later. Done. Got COVID.